world has turned very grey, don't you think? I remember before the war when Charles inspected the corps on a white horse. Oh, I'm sure Mr. Idale does it very nicely. He's quite devoted to the boys, isn't he? One or two especially, I understand. <clears throat> I hear Mr. Rode will be helping out with the corps next half. Poor little Rode. <laughs> Do you know he'd never seen a game of rugger before he came to Cannes? They don't play it at grammar schools, Charles. Oh, and dear Mrs. Rode, who but she would have thought of putting those china ducks on the wall? Like one of those tea shops. So charming. I suppose you'll miss Khan very much. Khan will certainly miss you. Oh, I doubt that. When I look back on my 30 years here, I realise I have achieved rather less than a road sweeper. Come now. I'm quite serious. The pavement is dirty, the road sweeper makes it clean, and the state of the world is advanced, whereas I... I have merely kept alive for one more generation the cult of mediocrity among the ruling class. I'm sure you don't mean to be offensive. You're not sure of that at all. We teach the boys. We expand their minds. I have never taught a boy in my life. Usually the boy wasn't clever enough. Occasionally, I wasn't. And most boys, perception dies with puberty. In a few, it persists and at calm. When we find it, we take great pains to kill it. Khan is one of the great schools. Oh, yes. Parchments in Latin, seals in wax, cloisters, woodworm, and a line in the doomsday book. What more do we need to instruct the sons of the rich? Now, look here. Oh. If Khan's so hateful, why do so many old boys come back? To look at our sect, to gaze in wonder. After all, it was from us they learned the great secret of life. And that is? That we grow old without growing wise. That there is no blinding light on the road to Damascus, no sudden feeling of maturity. It's all a trick. If that's a joke. I used to think it was clever to confuse comedy with tragedy. Now, I wish I could distinguish them. I hope I'm not being an awful nuisance, George. Delighted to see you, Brim, after all this time. Your wife won't mind too much, will she, my disturbing you? I mean... Anne isn't living here. Not at the moment. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, George. Oh, what a gaff. Not at all. <sighs> so? You see, it might be true. That's the difficulty. I remember the first intelligence from France about flying bombs. Do you recall what you said? Resist the dramatic. <laughs> you do remember. That's usually what I say. <laughs> well, I've been resisting like mad. But as soon as I read the poor woman's letter, I knew I couldn't ignore it. Well, why not go to the police? If Stella Rode wanted the police, she'd have gone to them, not written to the Christian voice. We know her at the magazine. I feel responsible. I'm a ridiculous spinster, I know, George, but there it is. With other people, it's Persian cats or golf. With me, it's the voice. And my readers. Good old Brim. Would you like a whiskey and soda? Oh, very much indeed. It's been a most unexpected day. You've left the service too, then? Yes, yes, I have. It's all very different in peacetime, isn't it? All our crowd gone now, I suppose.